Welcome to episode 25 of the Unfortunate Diehards podcast, hashtag James Van Riemsdyk. There we go. Now you Leafs fans can <laughs> shut up. And by you Leafs fans, I mean the gentleman to my right. My name's Evan. To my right is Omar. And my left, Sufjan. And welcome back to the podcast, guys. Uh, we have, you know, lots of things to talk about. We have uh, lots of games to go over since uh, we've really dived into the NHL. Um, we're going to talk more about our teams. Some of our teams really aren't making the playoffs anymore. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> uh, but first, let's hear a little bit about our sponsor, BetStamp. Are you tired of searching through countless sports betting sites to find the best odds and deals? Look no further than BetStamp, the ultimate tool for sports bettors. BetStamp is your all-in-one platform for sports betting with real-time odds and analysis from top sports books in the industry. With BetStamp, you'll never miss a beat when it comes to finding the best deals and maximizing your winnings. BetStamp also provides advanced features such as bankroll tracking and betting trends, so you can make informed decisions and stay ahead of the game. And with their user-friendly interface and personalized alerts, you'll always be in control of your bets and never miss out on a winning opportunity. BetStamp allows you to follow other users to be instantly notified they are tracking their picks. Following winning users in the BetStamp pick marketplace is a great way to find new bets. So why wait? Download BetStamp now using the code DIEHARDS and take your betting game to the next level. The odds are ever in your favor. Thank you, BetStamp, for sponsoring this episode once again. So, guys, what is up? Omar, how's it going? What you been doing? I heard... Hello, Ali. Um, Omar and I have been working out. We are going to look like Michael, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan very soon. <laughs> we did, that uh, is the goal. Yeah, we did supersets of arms and calves, and we ran. It's great. Yeah, we did sprints. We've done, yeah, our arms are going to kill tomorrow, <laughs> unfortunately. I hope but your arms don't kill anyone tomorrow. It'll, it'll be a good, it'll be a good pain. Um, yeah, I've been uh, hitting the gym a little bit more recently. Um, saw the Leafs uh, lose seven two last night. Hmm. Which was well, seven two. I didn't realize. I just, which, the <laughs> your favorite. I just saw the Sorokin save. Yeah, that was a good save. save. <clears throat> Eric Gustafson scored those in Washington. You guys ruined them. <laughs> no, that was a that was an insane save. I when it's funny when you look at those replays, you're just like, why did, why did he just slide it on the ice? That's it's, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, it was a stinker. I don't know what more you say about it. It's a true representation of where things are going. Apart from, it was a stinker. <laughs> it was a team that really needed a win versus a team that kind of. I don't even think the Islanders really need the win. Oh, wait, no, they're like no, battling Florida. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Florida, and they're battling with Pittsburgh still, too. Ottawa. So, yeah. So I it was a team all that. All three of those teams. Yeah. It was a team that came oh, out wait, flying that needed I mean, a win. Florida Islanders and Pittsburgh. Not surprising that in any of those seven goals, Pierre Engvall was a non-factor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if he had any points. Even on the play. Uh, I don't know. I just always see him getting like um, random points because Bo Horvat doesn't. He may, he may have gotten something if they had seven goals. I don't know. I didn't actually watch the game. Well, uh, he had no points. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Um, that's pure well for you, but yeah, it was uh, it was a stinker. I don't think it's um, indicative of anything. It's just a bad game. It's in, I mean, it's indicative of the playoffs. No, they, that ever, that's never happened. That's oh. a funny word, indicative. We didn't go over Sufi. What have you been up to? You haven't been joining us at the gym. Uh, yeah, you don't ahead. respond to my calls. When did you uh, call me? I, I sent you a letter. <laughs> Bro, I didn't even get my shipment from 
this ring company for like a week. So I can definitely didn't get your letter. Ring company? Yeah, I got I got a couple of rings. For who? For myself. Huh. Sufi is uh, in a bit of a jewelry phase. Yes, sir. Regardless, you're talking about Michael B. Jordan. I, I went to see Creed 3 yesterday. And uh, I don't even know if he looks like that. Or if that's CGI. So I don't know if you guys are going to get there. But I, well, I, well, it wasn't my idea. Yeah, he I really looks, hope. I really he looks hope like I do. That. He looks like that. Yeah? It's not CGI. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. He's, not gonna spend He's done a lot of research on Michael but B. Homer, Homer, that's what I'm saying. His body looks so insane that it looks unrealistic. So that's, that's our goal. I wish you luck. You could take supplements. That's what he does as well, drugs. You could take steroids. <laughs> and you might get there. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Just I'll give him a call. We'll see how he does his workout. But Evan, how about you? Um, yeah, just weird guy. living life. Uh, had some yummy pizza last night, went bowling. And I won the second game. I was down by like 40 points. I got three strikes in a row and jumped like 100 points. Is this Maryland bowling? No, it was uh, that one Wellington that like, bowling. The one that smells like a pool? Yeah. Ah. Do they have uh, proper size balls? Or? No. Oh, okay. Small but, balls and it smells like a pool. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Okay, you were there too. They were super busy. No, no, we went there last year. But it was super busy, like bizarre. Like it was every lane was full. Mm. Everyone was like drinking, eating poutine and stuff. Not us because we ate before. But I was like, wow, I didn't know third or Tuesday nights were the yeah. time to bowl. But apparently, but uh, yeah, Sufi, barn burner of a game last night. Oh, I yeah. was watching Creed 3, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, was, it is where it is. We scored six goals, which was nice. At least it was fun. Um, I think the most important part of that was that Ovechkin got the goal record, or the 40-goal thing, whatever it was. Uh, so that's 13 40-goal seasons, which passes Gretzky. Um, I mean, if he didn't get injured and, like, the whole team didn't get injured, he might have hit 50 this year. But I think that uh, – the 40 mark is nice, and I wouldn't doubt if he hits it next year. I think he's only, like, less than 75 away from Gretzky now. So that is all nice. The goal was kind of funny, though. It went off, like, like Strom. He was passing it to Strom right in front of the net, mm. and then someone else's stick came in front of Strom, so I just went off the guy and then. Um, so it wasn't his prettiest goal, but uh, he, Milano. He called it a, a Tierney goal. Yes, yes. They're very similar players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then, well, uh, 71, 7 plus 1 is 8. 8 yes, is a there you go. Yes. And uh, Milano and Basham had a really nice goal. And Nick Chesson had a really nice goal. The only problem was that we didn't stop any goals. There was also 800 <laughs> goals in the game, so some of them had to be nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, closer to Bedard we go. Um, and the young top six forward that we could have already had if uh, they didn't trade them away. But um, I'm hoping for a good offseason with uh, no Laviolette. And, uh, yeah. Ravioli yet. Yeah. Ravioli. I can't be bothered to say his name right, bro. He sucks. Hmm. <laughs> well, how about speaking, your senators? Speaking of, yeah, great. Speaking of senators. Speaking uh, of sucks. Tierney. Um, well, they had a back-to-back. -back. Bro, the, those were the two funniest, like, juxtaposition of games possible. It was like... The in the one that they won, two, one, they got yeah. outshot by a lot, and then some random goalie won it for them. Yeah, and the other one, they outshot the other team, but it was like everyone was shooting, and they still then that was the one that they lost. Yeah, insane. Yeah, well, so first game of back to back, Pittsburgh, um, sends honestly. Okay, I don't know if this is just Pittsburgh and this is just how they play, 
or this Ottawa. Ottawa has been struggling the past like three or four games, especially to clear the puck out of their own end. They like have it and then they'll try to like go off the boards, anything, or just like, I don't know, just smoke Chris Letang and like the shins or something instead. Happens all the time. Um, so they would give up tons of chances because of that. But insert Dylan Ferguson won't let in like anything. Like he had a great, great game. Looks super dialed in and athletic. I know it's one game, but like he, he did look really good in that game. Uh, Who is he? Confident. So he was a Dallas Stars draft pick and was traded along with a second-round pick to Vegas for Mark Mathot, had played nine minutes for Vegas um, just in general, had two shots against Lennon, one of them, and then has been on like a bunch of different AHL, ECHL teams since then. Um, and then Ottawa got him from the Marlies or something or an ECHL team, something to play. Cause we had both our AHL goalies up. He went five and one with like a nine thirty five safe percentage. Went in uh, last night, played really well. You just um, described Andrew Hammond. Yeah. And uh, how long the game against Pittsburgh though? Yeah, really yeah, good saying. game. And uh, <laughs> I was watching with my dad and when they scored with like five minutes left, my dad screamed a large swear word, mm-hmm. but I was like, Bro, what do you mean? We should be losing. Like, like, <laughs> don't get mad at it. Like, yeah. this is supposed to happen. Um, but then, yeah, we got a late power play in Ottawa 1, uh, courtesy of Drake Batherson. And, uh, yeah, not a game we should have won. But, yeah, it was uh, a power play they won on? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Batherson always scored <laughs> a power play. Yes. Uh, they've actually been a lot worse on the power play recently. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won as many games, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to very the correlation, yeah. <laughs> but then we play Boston and honestly, like not a bad game for the Sens. Like we've played Boston four times now. We've won two, lost two, but the two we lost is three, one with an empty netter. And then last night was a two, one game. All the goals were scored early on. Um, so honestly, like I can't complain with that, like you're not supposed to be Boston, especially on a back to back, but as long as they played them well, as I said last time, when they played Three one game on a second half of back to back. Yeah. Um, so like if Ottawa's playing a playoff series against them, it's two two, and oh, we were in the games. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I think the problem was that they didn't beat the teams that they were supposed to beat. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, like I don't know if the Sens were like because yeah. they were rolling for a bit. Like even if they, like, I think they won five in a row or something like that. Um, but I don't know if they were getting overly confident or something. Like going to Chicago, uh, going to Vancouver. Vancouver's been playing really well lately, but like. Just going into places where, like you, you could win. It's like, but they're just not. And I don't know if that's lack of maturity, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, not a bad back to back, in my opinion. Like, could have gone a lot worse. I could have got blown out both games. I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, captain of the Giroux fan club here. Oh my gosh, he may be my favorite Ottawa senator right now. Like, I, I bring uh, him up every episode. Is. He's so good, man. Like, he just reads everything, like, at an elite level. Like, it's insane. Like, he just – like, in the Pittsburgh game, even though we got, like, demolished on shots on goal, he intercepted so many things. He, like, he did, like I think Brendan had said this. Like, he mastered the old man slash. Mm. He just slashes in the right spot yeah. to like make you make a certain move and then he can take the puck. Like, oh my goodness gracious. Like 
anyways, I can see why he's a top 100 scorer of all time. Just absolute pleasure to watch, even at 35. And might, uh, he's, what, two goals away from his second 30-goal season ever. That's weird. And he's 35. So can't complain. Stutzel's at 78 points in like 66 games or something like that. Um, so individual performances for skaters, great. Jake Sanderson's actually our number one now. He's getting the most ice time. Uh, he's great. He's super fast, makes quick decisions. He's paired with Zub, so that's like probably the best defensive pairing we've had in like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's only 20. Like he's going to get bigger, stronger, faster. And honestly, if like this is what I said before the season started. I said if he ends as our number one defenseman, I'm not surprised. And I could see him being the guy, like our number one defenseman, once we have peaked with this group. Because yeah. I think he's a more, and even before, like I could tell he was had the aspects to be a more well-rounded NHL defenseman. And man has delivered. He's very, very good. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got. Gambrell scored a goal. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Drew might go down as one of the best players to never win a cup. Yeah. Like he the he is so good. Like the Lungfist. Like you just see like the him Alphys and like the Sundin. Like he's so yeah. it's all the gingers. <laughs> um, Even the Sedines. Yeah. Sedines, yeah. Yeah. He's just like you can tell he's just why he's been so good for so long. Like I don't know if it's like he was uh, like not as content playing in Philly or Florida or whatever um, the past few years, but maybe he's just excited to be home. Um, it's like he's excited to play and show his kids what he can do and um, maybe playing with two his, better players as well. Since his career has been weird though. Cause I, like in his 103 point season, he looked like this, but then the next year he had 58 points and he looked horrible. So it's just like on a year to year basis for his entire career, he's been a completely different player every year. This year you're getting the elite elite Giroux. So yeah. we'll see if that happens next year or if he decides to go to the 58 point Giroux. But like, I mean, I feel like he's 36 kind of, at that point. I feel like he's kind of leveled out his game now. So yeah. it, it's going to be more constant, maybe not as like insane as he used to be because I mean, he's, he's old. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's, uh, I think he'll end up somewhere else after Ottawa, if I'm being completely honest. You think he's going to keep playing at like 38? 38? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he might be one of those ones that's like one year. Oh, like a Marlowe. Yeah, mm, one yeah. year somewhere to win a cup. Thornton like wins. Uh, well, Ottawa's going to win, so it doesn't matter. I'm talking cup. Not Actually, who said this? Someone on Sportsnet <laughs> last night said, with all the cores of Canadian teams over the next like 10 years, he likes Ottawa's the best. And Canadian teams haven't done anything. To win a cup. Us. And that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? Maybe no one will. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's more likely. Honestly, actually, else. this would be a good conversation. I feel like most Canadian teams right now have some like positive outlooks. I mean, you can say that about any team. But like, yeah. I've always liked Winnipeg's core personally. Yeah, now they might not get the playoffs. So. Yeah. Uh, Calgary on paper has a good team. Um, do they play well together? Uh, you know depends. what's funny? That's great. Yeah, no, no, Let no. me finish. Listen, because it's about those two teams. Okay. 
Because you remember how you said Winnipeg was going to fit in? Yeah, they're they, sliding down. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like almost out of playoffs. But the thing is, the team that you said is going to squeak into playoffs and go on a run is the team that's the only team that can like beat them out. So one of those things is going to be wrong. But I mean, you said divisional spot for Winnipeg. So yeah. I mean, so possible, but. But I mean, yeah, the whole West. If is they find close. it, if they get together, get they, have together. To, they have to go insane for the yeah. next little bit. But anyways, what were you saying? Um, Edmonton, self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Edmonton, by the way, in terms of core. Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Vancouver, you still have, you have fastest defenseman ever to get 200 assists. You have Elias Patterson, who's an elite talent. You have Poopy Pants, JT Miller. Um, who's been insane, by the way, ever since people started hating on him. So he's still, 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 no, 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 <laughs> give him respect. Uh, Toronto, self-explanatory, big players, big names. Montreal's uh, rebuild has been going really well. And then Montreal, like, I feel yeah. like even as Habs fans, like, at one point, I think people were getting a little ahead of themselves, being like, "We're so we're going to turn the corner so soon." I'm like, "Bro, you started rebuilding like a year ago." Yeah. But like, it is yeah. they do have still some exciting players, and they, like you said, have those Hoffmans or whatever, like NHL players to like fill yeah, spots for now. They're just whatever. Um, it's but, it's it's what they traded all those like mid. Yeah, they're trading for, mid players for like, first round picks for. And then you have guys like Suzuki and Caulfield and stuff that are, um, you know, exciting. Maybe they're not all going to be like elite, but you know, Caulfield has an elite shot for sure. Suzuki, uh, super impressive to watch. Kirby Doc, still super young, can improve. Um, and then you have uh, French, French, uh, French trees. Al Arbor, Arbor, uh, Arbor Jackie, and uh, Gouli. Baron, all yeah. like they have a lot of young Carey Price, young players. yeah. <laughs> uh, They're in the quarter, but other possibility. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm like I'm gonna cry if, if he goes there though. Down. That puts things into overdrive because like obviously I'm not gonna be, like turn him into a, maybe a playoff team next year. But I'm saying like it's annoying. You have to like put respect on it because it's like if they draft like, him, the uh, free agents are gonna go there. Oh, precisely. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, all the French players are already rumored to go there anyway. Yeah. So Dubois, Dubois might actually end up there soon. So. Yeah. Dubois, Bedard, and oh, that's somebody, and Suzuki. Dubois, that's your first. That's your first or second one. And you have Suzuki, Caulfield, and Anderson. Yeah. Oh my lord. Doc's your fifth line center. <laughs> yeah, they'll be loaded down the middle. The thing is, like, I think someone moves to wing at that point. But I mean, we're getting I think Doc themselves. plays wing. No? Yeah, he's mostly on the wing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know the the Canadian teams. I I find they're interesting enough. Like. Personally, like I don't really care about like for example Nashville's core right now. Like it's very kind of bland. They have like two players where I'm like nice. Everyone else I'm like you're like thirty. Um, you're like Nashville's core kinda is cool. kind of similar to Winnipeg's in a sense though. But it's just the fact but, that they're in Nashville. But, <laughs> like, I'd say the worst. I like core. Winnipeg. I'd say the worst core is probably Philadelphia right now. That's just such unnecessary damage to a franchise that's already down. <laughs> well, we're talking about teams with you're the one that says you hate everyone all the time. <laughs> I think the most unamusing core is in the playoffs right now. So it is oh, where it is. Washington? Just kidding. I Gosh. Wish. The uh, most sorry what? Unamusing. Which is actually Islanders. Oh, the Islanders, yes. Yeah. No no offense, but I think Washington does not have a good core. Oh, get out of here. No, 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 no. Uh, for good. now, because they are going for the Ovechkin uh, records. So they have good old players, yeah. But they have good old players, and then Sandine and McMichael who doesn't play. 
Bro, That's true. What is what is what is Washington's core apart from these guys right now? Who are all going to retire like three? It's, years. It's, yeah, it's Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson. Those are the no, no. I mean, players. I mean those guys. Oh, she's old. away from Oshie, those guys. Ovechkin, Backstrom. Let me finish. Ovechkin, Backstrom, <laughs> yeah. Carlson. Oh, she was the old ones. Um, and then it's like Wilson, Strom, um, Sandine, Milano. Those guys. Those guys. But Wilson, I mean, like the the core is old, but it's not bad. Like I think if they add like. <laughs> Some if they add the thing that they're supposed to add in the off season, like I, I don't. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's not going to last like longer than three or four years. But I think at that point, I'm kind of. Yeah, I just feel like I'm you have like the country, old so players that are <laughs> like good, but probably well, aren't going to go anywhere else. Bro, I totally forgot about him. Then you have too, yeah. players who are like kind of young, but they're not like they don't have the same potential as those older guys. I think there's they've they've gotten the right outcasts on their team to like fill out because Strom and Sandine didn't really get opportunities to play to their full extent. like Strom did but then Chicago just became significantly worse around him and then now he's on Washington where he's like potentially overperforming with like older players but he is showing like some of the potential that he had when he was a little bit younger and then Sandine just didn't get any ice time in Toronto and he's been excelling since being there. So I think that like we've we've gotten the right kind of outcast, and I think we're gonna have to do that again in the off season with, uh, hopefully trading Mantha for draft picks and then signing someone whatever and and Jamie Ben. I wouldn't be surprised if we try to trade for like Burkowski again. <laughs> Just like let's retry this again. I could see Seattle pulling a Vegas like giving up some because they have a they have a bunch of good players but like players giving about. two three good players for like yeah. someone who's just like nice with it yeah we'll see but who was that for Vegas Patrick uh like 18 people at this point well yeah because they, they their whole trade tree is insane because it's just like Trangelo's and like nothing Eichel they just have a bunch of big names that came in Mm. They were, like rumored to get like Eric Carlson. And he's still worse than Alex Tuck somehow. So. <laughs> hey, he had a hat trick last week. Had two Bro, goals in another game. Yeah. He, he won me my that, fantasy. That's why, that's why I brought Bro, that I picked up. up was it, Kachuk? And he had a hat trick or something? No, no, uh, Radish. Radish. Um, oh my gosh. I also one. picked up someone accidentally, so I wasted one of my pickups. When Eichel scored that hat trick, that's when I asked you a question of if Eichel or Tuck has better points per game. And it was still Tuck by like eight points or hey. something. The thing game. is, that the Eichel the, the <laughs> trade didn't necessarily like the Tuck thing was like Tuck is overperforming like crazy right now. Yeah. Um, though I do think he's a good player, but I think that just gave the Tage Thompson opportunity more than anything else, mm. who has now played way better than Eichel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On, yeah. In every facet that you can think of. So um, that's another exciting core, though. So that is. Yeah. And Buffalo? They, Buffalo has goalies like crazy coming out the pipeline too and they're all young and like exciting and hopefully they don't pull an Ottawa and trade one of them away like Gustafson and you know hey out. hey hey but Devin we've Levi. never traded young goalies like Ben Bishop or Robin Leonard <laughs> <laughs> yes, why is it always Ottawa this <laughs> <laughs> it's always Ottawa with the goalies man it's weird we're like we're gonna go with the older one <laughs> wah, wah. The ben yeah. Bishop, the I mean ben Anderson Bishop worked was, out but, yeah, but yeah. Ben, I mean getting Ben Bishop was amazing when he went to Dallas yeah. <laughs> Dallas Tampa Dallas. He went Tampa, Tampa and then Tampa, 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 Tampa yeah it was just yeah also very random stuff. yeah um, okay we have Jonathan Quick we're gonna get Ben Bishop yeah oh okay um but the, it was just the fact they traded Conacher or traded for Conacher yeah was very well apparently random. they wanted 
Um, Corey Conacher. Yes. Oh, so apparently Ottawa wanted Tyler Johnson in that trade. That's who were they they were pursuing. But Corey Conacher also had a good year, and they were like, eh. And they're like, okay, fine. And they gave in. And then, wah, wah. Tyler Johnson's a weird player. He had good season. But he also was a better player than Corey Conacher. I don't know if that's hard. (laughs) But it would have been nice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, fair. fair. Corey Conacher, Corey Cluson at the time. It was all the vibe. Yeah. I but, mean, it's hard to have, like, one consistent goalie for, like, a long period of time. Like, there's very few. Yeah. Anderson was good. But even Anderson, they got, like, after that was he was, lucky. like, 30. And that's, like, he just didn't, like, play that much. <laughs> yeah, he, like, played till 39. Yeah. So, they got lucky that he stayed around for so long. Yeah. He was good for so long. But, like, like Washington and Hopi for, <laughs> for three or four years. He could then, be my second favorite senator ever. Ted Anderson? I think so. After who, Alfie? Carlson. He Carlson. might be my favorite senator. He's just like, he never did anything healthy. wrong other than cut his hand with knives. Oh, cut okay, to be fair, my favorite senator, like, because early part of my watching hockey, I was very, it was very hard to watch watching games, so I watched a lot of Snazi games. Um, Spezza. Yeah, Spezza was gross. He was insane. Oh, my. He was like Kuznetsov, but with less turnovers. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> he had his share of turnovers. I've heard Spezza. But less, bro. Kuznetsov yeah. passed it right to Tish. right in the middle of it. Oh, my God. I was so mad. When Spezza was drafted <laughs> super high, I remember uh, hearing stories on podcasts and stuff about him, not at the time, but, like, now. I mean, like, he was one of the first, like, skill guys that came up with, like, new moves and mm-hmm. was always trying different stuff. Like, he was one of, like, those first guys. Like, Kind of like a Trevor Zegers now, but mm-hmm. like obviously to the extent it would have been yeah. like in the early two thousands, yeah. like that whole he did that even till like he retired with the Leafs, like the slap shot fake and then oh, go yeah. short yeah. side. Yeah. He's done that for years, and then he'd always like once a year have like at least one insane goal, kind of like Bobby Ryan would, but yeah, he's not he, Bobby Ryan. Yeah, it was like just like toe drag, and it looked so nice too. It wasn't well, he like did that quite often. Like some Ovechkin yeah. goals, like they're nice goals, but he's like. Looks like he's trying so hard. Where Spezza mm-hmm. was just like like butter. Finesse, yeah. yeah. Well, I the thing with Spezza was definitely that's like Kucherov. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing with Spezza was uh, he's really um, he was really good at a few things, and he would keep doing those things. So like it was very like hockey. No, like <laughs> like for example, remember in two thousand? I believe it was 05 when he scored that insane OT goal when I was in six? Montreal. You old man? No, I don't oh, remember. Oh, you were six. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one was this? So this was the one in overtime. When yeah. sorry, let me restart. So 2005, there was a sentence and Habs game in Ottawa, and oh, it went into OT. I know what you're talking about. I've seen yeah, and he went, he went, he went towards. He, he got the puck, and it was a one on three. Like I think the, the rest of his line mates were changing or something, and he just he was just there. And um, this was the first year that they brought the shootout back. So I believe it was a four on four OT. Not the, not brought it back. It was the first year they had the shootout going. So. Yeah, he goes in, he gets past... He Alfredson the, scored the first shootout goal ever, by the way. Yeah, against Toronto. I remember watching that game. Mm-hmm. And he, um, so he does that between the legs on, I can't remember who the defender was from Montreal. And then he's like along the boards. He's like along the boards, he comes in through the legs and then digs the goalie out. Or mm-hmm. I think he takes, takes out two Montreal players and then he takes the goalie out, something like that. Um, but it was an insane goal. And I remember going to games that year. I went to a couple of... The, my, my first hockey game ever was that year. And even the year after that, going to games and stuff, I remember he would keep trying to deep between the legs and fans in the stands would be like, stop trying the same move over and over again. <laughs> but like, I mean, he would, he would do a lot of like, what's the, what's the vintage Jason Spencer shootout goal? What does he do? There's two moves. Either he goes straight down and shoots top right, or 
he goes straight down, goes to the backhand, and goes up. And he would do that every single shootout goal. You knew it was one of two moves coming, and he never moved from it. Hmm. So he was always a guy I noticed would always keep doing the same stuff. Well, I mean, someone like, for example, like relating to someone now, Stutzel does a very similar, or not very similar, but like he repeats a shootout move or penalty shot yeah. move a lot. He is on his forehand and he like kind of head fakes and like jerks a little bit until someone they bite and then he'll go five hole if they bite. If they don't bite, he goes to the backhand and they have to go far. Or yeah. no, if they do bite, they go backhand. They don't bite, he goes five hole. And he does that like. 80% of the time, and it's worked, like, not every time, but, like, at least five, six, seven times. Kuznetsov. I hate it. He does the same thing every time, bro. <laughs> I remember the fact that it didn't work once, and it was just because he missed and hit the post. But, like, it's, it just works every time, and uh, yeah. people get very mad. I remember as a kid, even I was a Leafs fan, but Jason Spencer was, like, my favorite player to watch. Oh, he was insane. Bro. Yeah, because I, I used to, like, when I used to play ball hockey as a kid and stuff, I used to, like, try to get Spencer Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, a random segue. You guys, did you guys see the player poll? I saw. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the results of that? I saw some of the results. I don't know how many. Okay, results we'll just were. go through it quickly. If you need one goalie to win a game, which who would you want on your team? This I know the what they play. are. I know, I know. I let him guess. Um. Yeah, I think it was uh, Vasilevsky, right? Okay, who's second? Who was second? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't. I don't know that. If I had to take a guess, though. Yeah, this is very on players, by the way. Not. Yeah. Right now, I guess the second probably Ilya Samsonov. No, I want to say Shosturkin, but I don't think players are picking Shosturkin. I want to go someone like maybe Flurry or something. Hellebuck. Yeah, it's Shosturkin, Flurry, then Hellebuck's row. Oh, Shosturkin, then Flurry. Okay, so yeah. Shosturkin did beat out Flurry. All right. Um, this must win game. Which forward do you think will be the most impactful? That's uh, McDavid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, by a lot. Yeah. And then Crosby, McKinnon. Good job. McDavid after last year's playoffs was like. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, top defenseman. Again, by a, a lot. Yeah. Oh, who was... Uh, did I see this one? Who was top defenseman? Giving? Oh, McCarr. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. 63.9%. Yeah, yeah. And then Hedman, Yossi, Carlson, Fox, Darlene. Oh, Darlene's up there. Yeah. Okay. Stick handler. Oh, Kane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then McDavid isn't that far. He's 20%. Uh, passer. <laughs> oh, passer uh, was... Uh, this one was pretty spread out. Dry sidle. Yes. Which is... I thought weird. Bro, but his backhand passes... They're nice, but I mean, on you're picking Drysaddle over McDavid for passing. Yeah, McDavid's passing is like he's the best. Like Drysaddle is probably one of the best like stationary passers. That's why. Yeah. That's most of his highlights, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's like Kane, Kucherov, Panarin, McDavid. They're all very close though. Yeah. Uh, most complete player. Crosby, right? Yeah. yeah. Crosby, Bergeron, Barkov, McDavid. Uh, least enjoy to play against. Was that Marshall? Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Marshawn McDavid, Tom Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And then Kachuk Hedman randomly. Matthew. Yeah. Uh, who affects the game most around the net? Ooh, this one I don't know. Who affects the game most around the net? I'm going to take a wild guess. Who's really good at Brady Kachuk? Joe Pavelski. Yes. Ah, okay, nice. Uh, Pavelski, Kreider, Kachuk. I think Kreider is Brady? just because he's really good at uh, Toppins. Matt. Uh, and this is the one that you guys probably didn't see. Off ice. What is the best NHL road city to have an off day for? Nashville or Vegas. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to say Nashville. It's Vegas, York, Sunrise, Florida. Oh. I would have uh, said the Florida. LA, Nashville. Oh, Nashville's not that. Which NHL player is the best locker room guy? 
Flurry. Flurry. Yeah. Yes. And then Phil Kessel. Really? <laughs> no way. Phil Kessel, Kevin Hayes, Jakob Wardsek, Ryan Johansson, Nick Foligno. That's kind of funny. Best shoe game. That was Matthews. Yeah. And then? Oh, then. Dumb question. <laughs> I don't know actually who would be after an issue. Pasternak, Keller, Larson. Ekman Larson. Very random. Interesting. He, he has his own well. fashion brand. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, actually. He's the hair for it. Clayton Keller has been insane. I have this stat thing from him. Like, uh, I think it was last 20 games. He has 14 goals and 20 assists. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I always see him score from Schmaltz and Valamaki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Valamaki, yes. <laughs> but that's that's insane. He's he's very under the radar. If they get Bedard, that'd be a very insane combo hmm. to play in Mullet Arena. Hmm. That would be. Well, any other points on your teams, lads? I hate hockey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no other points on our teams right now. All right, great. Then we have a little stack game. Oh, Woo! yeah. Bringing it back. Get the pens out, Brendan and Liam. This was the last time that we won. This, this was, was the last time we won, so I'm seeing if you guys can do it again. So this stack game is a little bit different just because we've been doing stat games around top 10 players and whatnot. Like pretty much every stack game we've done, I think, is top 10 players of something, of some kind of category. So I'm switching it up today, and we're doing teams. Oh. All right. And the no teams we are doing, I'm going to give you a range. There's only 32 teams. So That's what I mean. It, should, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be too difficult because I'm giving you a stat, and I'm giving you a range, and I think you should be able to get it. Um, so since the 2010-11 season up until now, so in the last 13 seasons or so, which, which are the top 10 teams with the highest – Power play percentages. Hmm. Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Washington, maybe. Mm -hmm. Washington for like Boston. Seven years was good. Uh, I was trying to think of teams Chicago. that had. And I wanted to give you two strikes for this because I think it's quite gettable. But you know what? I'll, I'll do three. And a half. I'll, I'll do three strikes. Uh, Chicago, for most of the decade, was good. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Edmonton's inflated now. Yeah. This is till now, right? Until now, yes. And from 2010-11? From 2010-11. He's probably messed it up, but it's fine. <laughs> Power play slash PK percentage. Tampa. Tampa could be there. Take us Tampa Stamkos early in the year. Stamkos in the week earlier on, too. Mm -hmm. I think Tampa's pretty safe, actually. Probably the I mean, it's top 10. It's one in three. Yeah. Like, probably all of these could be right. I'm fairly confident in Tampa. Okay, go. Tampa. Tampa Bay with 21.3% uh, power play percentage. That's it. Number three. Yeah, okay. Washington. You guessing? Washington. Washington with 21.5%. Number one. Oh, oh shit. Let's go, bro. Power play franchise. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh. Is that a guess? Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh with 21.3 as well. That's number four. Nice. So someone's wedged in there at 21. Point. Four, San Jose. Twenty-one point. Uh, from I think San Jose is there. Okay, but honest. we also said a lot of other teams that we haven't said yet. Yeah, but I'm I'm more confident in San Jose than any of those. San Jose. San Jose with uh, nineteen point oh, nine percent. Be there. Number eight. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> um, so you've got one, three, four, and eight. Boston. 
Boston. Uh, you said Chicago. Uh, you said Edmonton for inflated stats. Yeah, because it'd be like thirty the last two years. Boston. Boston with twenty one percent, number five. Okay. Maybe give us two strikes. We, get two. we haven't gotten a strike. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Two strikes, I think, yeah. is more than enough for this one. You have, you only have thirty two teams. Yeah, to choose from. Really, well, it's basically thirty. Exactly. Yeah. Because I don't think Vegas or Seattle is there. Well, it could be. Maybe Vegas. They're just high True. since then. There's no minimum mm. on this. Mm. Could be Vegas or Seattle, but I don't think Seattle. Should we just take his computer and look? Yes. If we run out of guesses and we're late, Vegas, but not right now. Okay, so you said Chicago. We could do. Chicago. I said Edmonton. We could do both. Uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, who were we just talking about? Vancouver. Who were we just talking about? Vegas. Uh, yeah, maybe Vegas. I could see Vegas. They've been competitive every year. Listen, they've been in. As their power they've had good players. Good? Their power play in the first years wasn't good. They've had like four more years. If that's your guess. I don't know. Okay. Not Columbus. Okay. <laughs> Not. Ooh, Carolina. Mm. I wouldn't say Carolina. Watch them be in there now, bro. You always do this. <laughs> hey, but the teams we said, I would be more confident in. What? We're no. shooting the Chicago? I don't know, I guess. Okay, okay no, let's do let's do let's do one years. What was yours? I don't remember. Yours is Vegas and Edmonton. Let's do Edmonton. Ooh, okay. Edmonton. Edmonton with twenty one point three percent. Yeah. Number two. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely after the last few years. Yeah. Well they're at like thirty yeah. percent for like three years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Your turn. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Oh, he's scrolled. <laughs> Sufi. Bro, I got like five though. I'm safe. <laughs> With eighteen point six percent. That's not high. Number enough. twenty. Oh, jeez. That's one strike. Nice one. Hey, bro, I got five. You go. <laughs> he's dead. I'm literally not helping you. Now. Go. <laughs> I literally just let you go. So you have one. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say no to yours. Therefore, I'm helping you. I You've got in one. You've got in one, two, three, four, four, five, and eight. Eight. So you have six, seven, nine, and ten left. Dallas could be a possibility. Yeah. As a late game play. Um, I would say. Who did I say before? Vegas. Vegas. Uh. <laughs> Rangers. Ooh, Rangers. Early part of the Rangers was not good, but I feel like they were only bad for like not but that not, long. I'm not saying bad. I'm saying like I was talking about with him earlier. The only reason they made deep runs in playoffs was because of Lundqvist. They had Stefan Zuccarello, McDonough as their like major players for like over half a decade. Doesn't mean you didn't score on the power play. Who scored on the power play? Lundqvist. Okay. He did nod his head when we said the Rangers, though. So. That like a tick? Yeah. The Rangers. You see it? Sure. Rangers. He didn't scroll. 19.5%. Yeah, number 12. Oh, shoot. But they're tied for number 10. So, okay. Oh. With, um, yeah, they're tied for number 10 as well. So, how many teams are technically in then? So, technically, you've got... 12. Uh, tied for 10, you have three teams. So, we have 13 teams we could choose? 
Yeah. No, it's 10, 11, 12. So but 12. I, I'm not going to count the Rangers. I'm going to give you a strike for that for a specific reason, and I'll tell you that after. So that's a strike. You'll have one more strike. I'll, I'll leave the three strikes. So you're, but you have one more strike. Whoa. So you're picking like a, a tiebreaker. Okay. You didn't tell no, us no, the tiebreaker. No, I'm not. So technically, we got it. In. Technically, you've got it fine, but so that's not a strike. But this purposes, is for the purposes of this game, it doesn't work. For the purposes of this game, it doesn't work because there's a specific reason I'm not counting them in the tie, even though they are tied. You by don't think maybe they've had less power plays or something. Like I'm that. gonna not look at him. <laughs> Who we said? I don't know. Los Angeles, no. Anaheim, Vegas. Bro, you said Vegas a lot. Go Vegas. Vegas. Vegas is one of the teams tied for ten, and I will give you that one. For ten. Okay. Vegas is number eleven. Why are you giving us that one? But not twelve. There's a reason. Tell us the reason. You just like Vegas better. Wow. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll tell you the reason, and you can tell me if you agree with me. Okay. Okay. The number ten team. And the number 12 team, which is the Rangers, you guessed, um, the Rangers have played two more games. So I'm not counting them because that because yeah, uh, I'm counting Vegas because obviously Vegas has played less than all these other teams. So and they have the 19.5%. And the number 10 team has whatever. How so there's no other played. variations in games played in there. But. Like, well, is there a team that's right, but like thirteen? Are they really close? And in the next game, they could get bumped up by technicality. There's a. All the other teams are pretty similar in games played. They're all within two games played. But also, other. with the grand scheme of like nineteen point whatever percent through yeah. twelve years, even if they go zero for five, the next two games might not change the percentage. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, you're probably right there. So therefore. I how about we just you give, give us? How about you just do twelve, and then we can guess ten as well. Fine, I'll I'll remove the strike. Fine. Yes, and we'll do Rangers Vegas. Great job, me. Okay, Rangers Vegas. You Obviously, you have, you have to guess. Sometimes you have to still guess ten, otherwise it's not. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, of course, of course. St. Louis. Sure. I'm just saying teams. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. Dallas. Maybe. Winnipeg. Probably not. Winnipeg's power play has always been good. But for how long? Like since they came in the league? 2013? 14? Something like that. When did actually get drafted? I don't know. He was their first pick, right? Yes, he was. Ooh, they actually, that's a fair point. They had like Evander Kane and stuff. Wheeler. Wheeler the was whole only time. on the power the play. The whole time. That's a shout. Winnipeg. Winnipeg with. 19.2%. Oh, no. Number 14. Maybe they've been sucking this year. That's strike number two. Do you think Seattle just has a good power play this year? I don't think so. It'd be very random if they did. Oh, mediocre players. Who's a power play quarterback? Vince Dunn? McCann. It is Vince Dunn, actually. Yeah, I have him. <laughs> Ottawa boy. Ottawa. Ottawa. No. No. <laughs> not some of you there. No, they've been really bad the past, like, 12 years. <laughs> Minus is here. <laughs> yeah. You, you could say uh, Dallas or something if you feel like that's right. I don't know what's right anymore. Calgary? Whoa. Don't just shoot. No, I'm saying Calgary. Oh, you said that with, like, <laughs> chest. Uh, I just have the big one. Um, I mean, okay, Goudreau, Hoodler, Monaghan, I feel like, score on the power play. 
And then Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need a guess here. I think I feel more conf- conf- confidence in Dallas than I do in uh, in uh, what you call it. Well, you're Mister. I got five. So Dallas, Dallas with nineteen point three percent. Thirteen. Number thirteen. <laughs> so that's strike number three. Okay. Well, we're done now. So. So let's just shoot say your shots. St. Louis. I thought you were gonna get that, man. St. Louis. Yeah, number six, twenty point seven percent. You didn't go for it. I Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Okay, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how their Seattle power plays. Number thirty-two with sixteen point eight percent. Damn, they bad. <laughs> it was bad last year, to be fair. Yeah. So it'd be hard to get up this year. Yeah. Uh, Calgary. Calgary is number eighteen with eighteen point nine percent. I can't be blamed now because those were the only two we said. Who were the other ones we were talking about that we didn't say? Not really. Anyone. If there's a very obvious one, guys. Carolina. No, Carolina's Seattle, not there. Los Angeles. Detroit. Come on, guys. You're getting you're getting for very obvious. Yes. Oh. Toronto's number seven. Twenty point five percent. So obvious. I guess since And you're also forgetting another very obvious one, which I don't think you mentioned. What are we once. at? You have to, you still have to give me nine and ten. Ten you've mentioned. Nine I don't think you've mentioned even once, Los which is Angeles. very surprising. We haven't said Colorado. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Number nine. But Colorado. I thought they they were so bad for like so three years. Colorado at nineteen point six percent. Number bad, ten. They were bad for like four years. They were like one of the worst teams in the league. Like they had like wow. what like twenty wins. Minnesota. Uh no, Minnesota's not up there. Minnesota's, Anaheim. Just show me. Minnesota is nine fifteenth. Uh, Anaheim. No, Anaheim is twenty fifth. Oh damn. Show me. No show. No, you have to guess. Okay, uh, it's not Philadelphia. Montreal. No, I'm just going through teams now. Montreal's at the bottom, man. Thirtieth. Nashville. Uh, Columbus. Detroit. Buffalo. You did say number ten at one point earlier. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, LA. Vancouver. Yes. Okay. Vancouver with nineteen point five percent. I did say Vancouver earlier, but I just didn't put any chest into it. Yeah, he said Vancouver. Yeah, you said Calgary with chest. Vancouver, mm. Calgary. Mm. All right, oh, so that's Vancouver another. was like Sadine's Kessler. I thought, I thought that was a fun uh, team one instead. You suck. Yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> what? It, it was, was a good, good team one. one. I just I not. It it's one. gonna be hard for me to make a graphic on this because it's gonna change like tomorrow. So. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we'll see. But you know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'll just do it. What's on this video? Yeah. As, as of today. As of today. Because I'm not doing this until Sunday now. So. Yeah. Oh. Spoiler. All right, but yeah, that was our stack game for the day. Wow, I hope you never do a stack game again. What you, you guys always hit on my stack games? <laughs> it's it just a thing. Ahead. It's like calling you old. It was fine. It's not. It, it wasn't actually bad. It was a good stat. I thought. I like the team aspect. Yeah, it was a different. I do like the team. We're aspect. a team. I think the the problem with teams is that there's only so many. Right? We're a team. So I think yeah. we could do like top like five. We're a team. But like maybe not for this one because it was power play because there was everything was close. Yeah. But because uh, there's only 32, I feel like five. Or we could do like specific teams. Like 2017, 18 Capitals. Yeah. Company. What if? Okay, if we were a sports team, what would we be called? Oreo. Oh. This is the sandwich between. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Precisely. All right, Three. continue. Anyways, uh, so let's talk about the league. Uh, in general, like Boston clinched the playoff spot Boston. a while ago. San Jose uh, unclinched one. <laughs> Carolina, the only team with a 
percent winning percentage or higher, uh, or point percentage. Boston, the point eight oh seven. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been really good lately. I feel like West is kind of done. I mean, like just Calgary and Nashville are kind of like flirting yeah. with it. Um, Edmonton's picked it up, so and yeah, it's probably Pittsburgh, Florida, Ooh. Islanders, Sens, Washington, Buffalo, kind of out of it. Yeah. It's pretty much, I think that's just down to Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Florida. Unless. Unless. Okay, I was looking at this recently, though. So the second best goal differential in the National Hockey League is the New Jersey Devils with a plus 54. How, who do you think is number one and by how many? 54 is number two, plus 54. I'm going to assume it's Boston. Boston. And what's the goal differential? Plus 108. Plus one fourteen. Oh, it's more than double. Yeah, that's they don't let in any goals. That's incredible. Yeah, like uh, I, 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 hey, hey, some of those. Hey, the sends. I don't even know the sends. Of them might be even, guys. Just so you know, you're too, you're too happy about this. Go sends. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Edmonton Oilers are. Eight and two with Ekholm in the lineup. He has three goals, six assists, nine points in ten games. Tyson Berry has two assists and a goal in like eight games, and he's I don't know what he is like a minus whatever. In Nashville? Yeah, I don't care about plus minus, but plus fifteen in ten games is wild. And then Pulleyarvi has zero points uh, since going to Carolina. <laughs> I saw that. I almost picked him up, and I was like, oh, yeah. never mind. Uh, and then uh, who else went to Edmonton? Uh, Bajukstad. I know that's not how you say his name. He's been really good. That's a third line. He's actually a really good pickup. Two players hit the 100-point mark. Uh, in the past a little bit. Kucherov. Dry. And Leon. Drys- Drysdale. Yep. McDavid hit it in, like, September. <laughs> McDavid, <laughs> McDavid's flirt with, like, 155, probably. If he goes, like, two a game. For the so like, 136. And he hasn't missed a game, right? So he's played 71 games. So he has 11 yeah. games left. He's going to want some random tear and just get to 160. It's possible. It's for fun. I think he might even out at 150. Yeah. I think 65 goals isn't even out of the question at this point, which would tie Ovechkin for post-lockout. You know which kind of 64? Five. Oh, okay. Don't disrespect him at that. He's 60. <laughs> and now he's a hand injury. Yeah, he's about to hit 60, and I feel like no Gosh, one's man. talking about it because they're like, if it was Matthews, it'd be like, oh my gosh, she did it again. Matthews, you heard about 60 and tell little baby. Uh, uh, he had 40, and they were like, oh. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, no one cares. No one did it. Like, Matthews did it last year. No one had done it since Stamkos in, what, 2014 or something? McDavid made it seem like it was so easy to just score a million thousand. Well, points. I feel like yeah. for a while, he was like goal per game. It was yeah. like the first yeah. 30 games or yeah. whatever. He had uh, a stretch where he had six, uh, five games, two goals each game. And then he and it was back to back against Winnipeg. Yeah. Didn't score in either of them. Then played uh, a game against like, Buffalo the next night or like just after, and he scored another two. Mm-hmm. So it was like in seven or eight games, he scored what is that? Twelve goals. But and I feel like he just he, took he out those two. Like uh, I think hmm. when yeah. he when he hit fifty, they were like talking about it and stuff, and he was like, "I don't care." He does yeah. that a lot because I think yeah. he's at a point now because last year they had that run where. Essentially, he basically him and Drysdale just went nuts and carried, dragged them into the third round. Yeah. Now they have some kind of help. Yeah. And like, I'm excited to see what they do with uh, Ekholm. The only problem is goaltending is a question. Yeah. 
I think they are going to go into playoffs with Skinner and, and hope for the best because Campbell still looks meh. Um, but at home has changed that team a lot because with him, it, it kind of has the Shabbat syndrome with uh, Nurse where now he can play less. And yeah. he's, he's uh, actually been useful in those minutes. With uh, He had an overtime winner yesterday. Um, and if they can maximize that, then – they're good to go because Ekholm's also brought out the best of uh, oh my goodness, bro, of uh, Bouchard, yeah, and like his offensive side. So, yeah, I'm excited for Edmonton. They're, my team, out of the, they're my team out of the West. So, yeah, it's gonna be. A, I mean, they're the obvious team out of the, the no, West. I think Colorado since yeah, Colorado since they were just like out of the playoffs, and then Makar came back and had like a million points in ten games. Yeah, and is injured again now. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been a complete. Eric Carlson's going to win the Norris. I don't think people realize how. Uh, I don't think Eric Carlson can win the Norris. I don't. I don't. I don't think people realize how injured Colorado was. Hmm. Like it was the same with, like I think Colorado and Washington have had like a crazy amount of injuries, but they've been to like all of their best players. I think Montreal has had the most man games lost, but it's been to like every other player that's been like called up to replace people. Yeah. Um, but those are the two teams that have had like. Like Makar, McKinnon, Ranton. Uh, Ranton was the only one that wasn't out at a significant Average time. Average like 10 shots a game. Yeah. He might end up in the MVP discussion for me. Ranton? Ranton. For how he performed in that time and how he, like, I mean, like, in terms of scoring and stuff like that, he's, like, up there. Yeah. Um, but that discussion is second, third place. So really, who cares? Yeah. No one's winning that. Norris does become a discussion. But yeah, I think Norris could win the, the MVP yeah, award. Too. I think Norris could win the Norris. <laughs> um, Carlson's just weird because it's just like he could have a hundred points this year. Yeah, and it's hard to like discount that. But his team's also just horrible, and I can't really say anything about that. So it actually does add to his point total. It's just uh, it does speak volumes that his uh, team isn't uh, successful. Yes. So, thing is, it's not his fault. It's, it's not, his not entirely fault. his fault, no. But entirely, I mean, like, it's not his fault at all. I mean, like he's not like, he's scoring a ton of points, but he's not he's still like not good defensively. Mm-hmm. He's not a liability as much as he was when he was on Ottawa and scoring a lot of points, but um, he's not like helping them win games. Yeah, but, but they don't like, have a core to win games. That's yeah, fair. and in Ottawa, like I mean, I don't think it, I don't think you can use the word liability because the guy carried the team insanely. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm he just, would have games where he'd be like a minus four. I don't think, but he also had games where he'd be like a plus five, and that, he would only have like. Those, like, you can't those, call are, it, like those aren't defensive stats. Look at the twenty. But look at the twenty seventeen playoff run. Like if it wasn't for him, that that team's out in round one. Probably. So like he on a broken foot, he carried the team. So. You know, I mean, he might he might not Regardless, be the best defensive defender. He ever, isn't. But, he you isn't. Know, yeah. He isn't uh, like he's gonna win the Norris, and it's just purely just because of the points. Then yeah. he has to be in the Hall of Fame. Three Norrises. I feel like that you almost he's have won two to already. Be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I didn't know he won two. Wow. With how he's been playing this year, like I, I said, if he has a good year this year, he's gonna. Be, yeah. He would have had. I uh, said if he has a good year. I said if he has sixty or seventy points, <laughs> he's having a great. Year. He's gonna. Yeah, he's like so, three away from ninety or two away. Or there are. Like there are defensemen that have been really good defensively this year that also have are on pace for like 80 and 90 points that I think should get consider consideration over him, but they're not going to. If you get 100 points of defensemen, you're winning. Yeah, I feel like at that point, like sometimes if it's like close in points, someone's way better defensively, give it to them. But I feel like if you get 100 points, you're like, you know what? Fair enough. But if it's 100 and then you have someone that has 90 and is good defensively, 
then for me, that's a. That's but I feel like a hundred's like like Yossi got ninety six. Yeah, he didn't win the Norris. I know. So like one hundred, that's like that's, <laughs> that's like big boy points. talk. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, the other thing that um, that uh, was interesting this week, there were a couple of um, couple of discussions. One was that did, did any of you see the PK Subban on? Um, um, uh, I was talking with the, uh, Stephen A. Smith. No, so they were talking about the uh, um, you know comparing NHL playoffs against like NBA playoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and PK Subban was saying how you know how tough NHL playoffs are compared to other sports. It's because it's a grueling physical game for eighty-two games, and then on top of that, you got the playoffs, and it's like a really difficult trophy to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another podcast, which I, can't, I don't know who the podcast is, but they did a poll, and they had like forty-nine thousand something. Um, uh, votes on that poll ranking the best playoffs in all sports. Do you want to take a guess at what the rankings were? I feel like hockey because they don't have enough fans won't get ranked higher, unfortunately. So like where, where, where would you think hockey was on that list then, on the on the rankings? How many teams or how many leagues were there? Was it just the North? It American was five ones? leagues. Yeah, North American leagues. So NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NHL. Uh, oh, so maybe just the four? Yeah. Am I forgetting well, one? Put MLS. No, yeah, so uh, yeah, those, those those four, yeah, sorry. I think four. people probably put NFL one just because it's such like a big thing, like the yeah. Super Bowl, everyone watched. Which podcast yeah. was this? I honestly can't remember the name, but I saw a clip on YouTube. I think it was the Unfortunate Diehards. Fault. <laughs> was it was it an American podcast? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was American. Yeah. It do definitely. You. People are gonna say NFL, in my opinion. Do your thing. I don't agree. So I mean, what, I mean, what would be what, your what would what be your, yours, and I'll tell you mine. Like the toughest. I'm saying, what is the most that that the question through that podcast was? What are the most exciting playoffs to watch? Oh well, people are going to say the Super Bowl for sure. Exciting slash tough is one of those categories. I think exciting and tough are different. Yeah, exciting is much different because, like, I would say, like, the World Cup is exciting, but it's not necessarily tough. Yeah, it's also not playoffs. But I'm just saying, like, and then, okay, you go out how you were ranking them. I want, I want to see. I would said NFL. Like in terms of how you would rank, how would you rank? Oh, in terms of exciting. No, I, I'm I'm going off of what you asked me. We really what are you think. Okay, so whatever you want to do, I, I was. I'm ranking yeah. what I think that. People what you said. think people say? Okay, sure, go ahead. Yeah. So I think people said NFL one. There's a lot of baseball fans. That's the thing. Like a lot. It's global. And it has a lot of uh, moments. Like yeah. baseball playoffs are with comebacks and just like how things are set or, up or giving up big leads. Exactly. Right. And those kind of moments are, are huge. I don't know. Like even yesterday in like the world baseball classic final, it became a huge thing because two of the best players on the world are on the same team. Right. Yeah. And there, it was USA, Japan. The pitcher was pitching against the batter on that team. And they were both on the same MLB team. And it was the last out of the last of the finals and then it became like a whole thing because the guy struck him out and then it was like oh it, but japan beating usa as well yeah it was a uh, revenge for the war but <laughs> <laughs> um, but like after that and like just remembering different baseball moments in the last like decade or so uh, I would probably look for baseball first, if I'm being quite honest. I'll put baseball two, then NBA, then NHL. Because I guess I think just mm-hmm. people. So are gonna be, this is what people. Okay. I think that's what people will say. Okay. I think having watched all of them, not really baseball, but a little bit, I would personally biasly say hockey number one. Yeah. Because I think hockey has so many different aspects going on, like mm-hmm. huge hit. Like you watch a regular season NHL game, and then like a even a first round playoffs game. 
it's like night and day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think the intensity rises so much in the NHL compared to regular season that I think that's the biggest change. I can watch any playoff game for the NHL where I can't see yeah. that other. Like, I'm not going to care about half the series in the yeah. first round of NBA Finals. Yeah. Then I would probably, if I'm ranking them, I would say then probably NFL, then NBA, then MLB. That's my personal preference. If I'm ranking it for myself, it would be NHL, MLB, uh, football, and then basketball. For okay. me, basketball is a little predictable until the later rounds. I also like basketball more than the NFL, like football, but I think football it's more of like a it's like a it's like a seven wonders of the world like it's yeah. it's the super bowl what, like I like, what happens once a week what i like about games. those three more than basketball is is the unpredictable because like any any team can make the finals and that's completely different than in the nba in the nba is like it used to for for honestly like six or seven years it was the same teams now there's a little more variation um but it's still it's still like the same players it's just they're on different yeah. teams. Well, it's also a, 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 <laughs> the league where one player can make the biggest difference. Exactly. Yeah. So you can have like one of the five best mm-hmm. players, and you're probably going to be a really flipping good team. So the, that, um, that's where the baseball and hockey. The reason I have them on so high is because they they have the most variation. Like they have the your eighth place team can easily make the finals in that easily, as in like uh, it's more random than like football basketball yeah yeah so i I mean my personal list would be nhl then cricket (laughs) whoa 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 um now generally i wouldn't so i'm not a huge football guy i'll put football third i'll put nba second and i'll put mlb last but like i mean that's probably my i like watching preference well yeah so but watching preference yeah into but i do think mlb playoffs are better than nba i remember back when the blue jays were in the playoffs in 2015 if you're into uh, baseball it's different yeah it was different so now the so the list I'll though take you guys to a Jays game, bro. The votes, um, the votes according to that podcast, they had about I, I believe at that time we had about forty nine thousand votes. So number one was NFL, you're right. Uh, number two was actually NHL. Oh, and number three was MLB, and number four was NBA. I I don't that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because I think the first part of the NBA playoffs kind of like unless there's like a major moment, and even then people don't see that until they see it on like Twitter. Is it a hockey podcast or was it just no? Like, it was a sports podcast, but. So the, the, they they brought up a good point on the podcast itself, and they're like NHL could possibly be one on this list if more people in the states knew about the NHL, mm. because they're like NHL playoffs are like really good. Hockey's such a fun sport, yeah, and I feel great, like yeah. like obviously it's a, one of the top four leagues, but mm-hmm. like even on like clips and podcasts that I'll see, it's like they'll be like, oh, greatest NFL moment, greatest MLB moment, greatest uh, NBA moment, and then they'll stop there. People won't even mention the NHL. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, especially depending on where you grew up in the States, if you, like even Jason Robertson, like coming out of California and playing hockey is weird. Coming out of Arizona and Austin Matthews is weird. If you came out of Florida and play hockey professionally, it's weird. So it's like if you're from New York, Michigan, Minnesota, makes sense. If you're from like Wyoming, you're like, uh, what? Like I feel like it's a top like. Or Nick Dowd came. It's like where the belt would be on North America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then below, it's like random people. I think that was the only player ever from Alabama. Yeah. See, what goes against the NHL in these these situations is one, um, and that podcast actually mentioned this, that the game's not marketed that well in the States. It's not marketed at all. It's not marketed at all, essentially. Yeah. And And taking steps backwards now, too. Exactly. Yeah. It's not marketed well at all. Um, And the other thing is that. Thank you, Gary Bettman. Is that the game, like, for example, 
it's not it's tough it's intense like playoff hockey so intense it's mm. like heart throbbing intense you know especially if you're a fan of a team and you're like you know game seven overtime sudden death loss you know, hey like <laughs> like it's insane that's a, t- right? it's a, that's a touchy subject yeah but like you know oh, it's it's, a, it's an insane uh, it's an insane uh, 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 thing to watch but maybe what's not going in its favor is that it might not be as finesse looking as an NBA shot or something or as an NBA game it's not as uh, maybe it's not as pleasing to people's eyes that's because uh, they don't understand it because I've seen yeah. I've seen a lot of like recent uh, reaction videos to hockey and stuff like that yeah and a lot of people that aren't necessarily fans of the sport to begin with they like watch it in slow time. To understand what's yeah, happening, yeah. Um, so it's it's probably the fastest of those four games. Yes, um, well, it is. It is. The it fastest. is yeah, right, yeah. and that might be the a little bit of a drawback. But the thing is, once you understand it, I think it, it becomes most people's like favorite sport. I yeah. think America, like especially southern states, like could totally get behind the NHL. Like it is. Like I know, like NFL is obviously super physical. I know, M- NBA is way more physical than people think. Yeah, but but the NHL is like like you just think of like like I'm not trying to stereotype but like just a like big old American dad who's like loves football like oh ram him like blah 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 like a football coach that kind of like idea that guy would love hockey how physical it is with like an aspect of skill involved and like you can be the best goal scorer of all time and also be an incredible physical player as yeah. well like you can you said something have, nice about Ovechkin. Nice. No, I was talking about you. Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah. Um, so I was just like, it's such an interesting sport where that's why it's like, obviously, again, I'm biased, but there's always something happening. Like you mm-hmm. can, there can be a fight. There can be a massive hit. There can be uh, an incredible goal. There can be a like little like scramble goal where like hearts racing as you're like watching this puck maybe go in. Yeah. It's like, there's so, and then you have like incredibly fast players that are affected. You have, Players who aren't very fast, but just have incredible hands, and you see all these different variations of players that are successful, and it's like such an interesting sport compared to like, like in the NFL, you have great players at like multiple pos- or at different positions, mm-hmm. but not one player can well, do a variety of different things super yeah. well because you, you're one position. You're that's where you're like you're a quarterback. You can. You have great vision, you have great arm, whatever, but you're like, that's your position. Where, like, Eric Carlson as a defenseman can score 100 points. Like, most forwards can't. Like, most forwards can't. Yeah. But he's uh, one of the best offensive weapons in the NHL. Yeah. It's, like, a very unique sport in that way. Where, like, you can be a point guard and score a lot. You can be a center and score a lot. Yeah. Um, That's just a a (laughs) usual thing that happens in the NBA. You can be good at anything, at any position. Um, And in the NHL, it's like, yeah, it's just super super unique sport and and the intangibles are there yeah. like you know the how what things can affect the game it's really different in the nhl yeah. you know Who but again it's like that? it is a, a like it's more niche of a sport than a lot of other sports because like you just need a ball to throw in football you just need a ball to like yeah. throw back and forth in football or like a baseball really but with hockey it's like you know if you really want to play true hockey ice hockey yeah. it's it's you know, ice, a stick, a ball, a puck, whatever. Um, and it costs a lot of money. And but Bauer first shift is trying to make that more accessible for Canadians. But again, for, it's yeah. it's for Canadians, and so in the states they do have some programs, but it's like specifically team oriented. So it's like the Minnesota Wild or the 
New Jersey Devils, whatever, will do their own sort of events instead of like we're trying to go everywhere, every nook and cranny where it's like, oh, in the New Jersey area or something. Do you yeah. see what uh, JJ Watt said? Because he was he loves hockey. Apparently. He was uh, some coach said that he like he actually had a chance to go pro and stuff. Him and his brother um, were both like in hockey. Two, yeah, and they're two of the best. Gronk and his brothers play a little bit of hockey. Yeah, but they're two of the best. Like those two were two of the best. Or JJ Watt's retired now, but they were two best uh, defensive players in the NFL. And um, the thing JJ Watt said was he had he had to stop at thir- like thirteen or fourteen because it was way too expensive for him, him to play, like him and his brother to play. And then he went to football and did the same thing and made a ton of money that way. Yeah, I think that um, that's the same with like basketball and like soccer and stuff like that. It's so easy to access those games. Um, but the reason that I've seen like in terms of watching at least that people are migrating away from like soccer and, and basketball is for the reason you said about physicality and like those people that are like looking for something more tough. They sometimes go towards football, but they're like, that's a little slow and soccer and, uh, and ba- basketball are generally faster sports than football at, at times. Yeah. Maybe not soccer, but I like, feel like football is also a little like I know hockey is confusing start, as well. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like hockey, yeah, it can be stop and start depending on what's happening. But the NFL, like I don't know the rules of football. I'll be honest, but like mm. it can be super like stop and start. And I'm like, it is. I don't understand bro. what just happened. Yeah. Why is there a flag? Oh, well, yeah. it could be for all these different reasons. It is. It is. It, it's meant to be stop and start, right? Like, yeah, it's a chess game. But where the yeah, and NHL, it's like yeah. it's it can be inc- it can be the fastest yeah. sport. But also can have a lot more stoppages than other sports as well. It yeah, just depends on the time. Basketball has become so diluted with like referees and stuff like that. Like with how you said it was like more physical than people realize. But I think that like that's more of like an old school mentality yeah. than like how maybe me and you play the sport. And like how we let each other get away with certain like fouling and stuff like that. We? Bro, listen. Sufi fouls me all the time. Those are things that were allowed back in the day, bro. When we were not, when Omer was like twenty. So <laughs> <laughs> now you touch someone's hand, it's a foul, or you you yeah. like scrape them like this, just tap them a little bit, foul. Yeah, it's because you're LeBron then, last uh, minute against the Celtics, and then uh, yeah, <laughs> and then the same thing in soccer. Soccer is like you're told to dive now. Yeah. So I think that that drives people to hockey a little more, and hopefully people start keep going in that direction. I'm seeing a lot of things on like YouTube and stuff like that where it's becoming more of like a exciting thing for people to react to. So yeah, I see, I feel like, like but our, NHL itself isn't marketing hockey properly at all. No, 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 no. I think those two sports that you brought, like uh, soccer and NBA, like it makes sense. Like if you could exploit it and win a game that mm-hmm. way on free throws, on a penalty, whatever. But I think there has to be a point where these leagues have to, and maybe this happens in our lifetime. I wouldn't be surprised. But they say if you're the ref, you can make a call on if you think that was embellished, mm-hmm. and you don't have to call it anymore. Like because, and they still do at times. But I think like even if it was like, like I've played soccer my whole life, and I've never really like fallen. Like I'm always like I gotta get back up and get the ball. Like, but if I still got taken down, I'd get the whistle. But I could have stayed down other times and probably gotten a whistle. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost encouraged to do that. But I think if refs let it, like if Omar gets tackled and he's like falling, but then he like adds an extra like flail, I think the ref at that point should be allowed to say, no, you were embellishing it in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like even 
but then it raises the argument, what if the player actually got hurt on the play and they aren't blowing the whistle Bro. because they think they did this, whatever. So overall, I think like there has to be a point where refs are allowed to make that judgment call. Cause they already, already can make judgment calls. People are going to get mad at refs regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hockey, you get called for embellishment. They, the fact, sometimes it's like, I don't even think that you embellish that and they take both guys. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, in the <laughs> NHL, actually, my dad was pointing this out the other day too. Um, it's the only sport where you're allowed to like swear and cuss out the ref after mm-hmm. a call. Where like NBA technical, oh yeah, uh, you're, or even out of the game. NBA is a look. Yeah, you look at someone weird. Uh, yeah. Same with like the NFL extra flag on the play. Um, where I think like the NHL, I I could see them at some point also adding like if you are really disrespecting the ref, like if you're like what I I really did think I did this or did that. That's totally fine. Yeah. But if you're like you effing goofball um yeah (laughs) you know you can i think the ref should be allowed to give an extra minor make it a double minor or something but no but sometimes you'll see exactly what they're saying and the refs are like ignoring it where it's like maybe they shouldn't even have to coaches get rung up for that now though yeah Yeah. the seattle coach and um who was a lot written more last year Mm, yes i get hefty fines for that now i think the worst the whole thing is though like with referees and stuff and then i think probably move on here but um there's a lot of lack of accountability for referees uh, in hockey. It's a little like people complain about refing in hockey a lot, but not as much as basketball, even baseball, baseball. They complain about it so much that they're literally trying to replace them with robots. Cool. And, and it's literally, it's probably the best thing for the game. Yeah. Cause you know, like strike zone, like yeah. there's so much discrepancy in that. Um, and the refs aren't allowed to like, you're not allowed to talk bad about them after the game where you get fined like $50,000. Plus, right? And a lot of players now are just like, screw it. Like Van Fleet, he's like, screw it. I'll take the fine. And just talk about the ref for like like five minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cut off his chest. He got fined like $20,000. And then it was that was it. Um, but like Mark Cuban. I think we should do like ref interviews after the game. Yeah. What do you think you did? Uh, someone was talking yeah. about this recently. Yeah, they talked about it in the <laughs> hockey as well. Uh, like uh, for a few years, we've been saying like, yeah. bring the refs out and like show them a give, replay. <laughs> give them a post a post game interview yeah. with the ref and like see what well, get their thoughts yeah. on what what they were thinking. They about show players. Point. They like uh, they they show videos to players after the game of a mistake they made. Yeah, do that with refs. Yeah, screw it. Well, they probably do. They I mean, definitely yeah. go over video and stuff. No, no, I mean like in terms of like. Publicly, publicly, yeah. Like after, I like a press conference. Yeah, yeah. give me West, them, give like, me West Macaulay on a press conference. There isn't enough accountability for refs. There isn't any. Yeah, they don't. There was one really bad one in, in baseball in like a minor league yeah. where the umpire was really trying to like because the the player complained about a call about yeah. a strike call, and then the next one was like three feet out of the zone, and the ref gave him a, a strike end of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. They won the championship, whatever, and that ref got like kicked out of the sport. Oh, well. Because it was that bad. Like, it was so egregious, it was bad. Oh, well. But that's the only time I've ever seen it. Honestly, happen. like, uh, I actually think NHL refing is pretty good for the most part. Like, I it's think... It's a lot faster. There are, like, yeah. like, the Tim Peel incident, I, I even understand where he was coming from. Like, in the right. sense Wait, of... Which one? which one is this? So, he had, like, a soft call. And I and, and so, it was a ref, he got caught on a hot mic. Like, oh, I'll get you guys next time yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, like, even then, like... Like, you, you have to call it in the moment. And then when you see the replay, you have to, like, instant call mm-hmm. or not. And so if you see week, a week one, like, and you're trying to have good relations with players and coaches still because yeah. you're seeing them over and over, like, saying, 
I'll try to like get one for you. Like, like try to, like, if they don't take one, I can't obviously, yeah. but I'm not going to yeah. like, like I understood where he's coming from, but it's such a situation where I think people just get so upset and like, Oh my gosh, they're like trying to throw yeah. the games and stuff. Like he's NHL, probably best friends with Philip Forsberg. Yeah. There, there's a lot of leniency towards certain players though. Uh, with like slashing and, and stuff like that. Like I think Ovechkin doesn't really get called in slashes a lot. Sure <laughs> he probably does. Although there was one last week I talked about where Ovechkin slashed with one hand. The guy broke a stick on a shot and then Ovechkin called yeah. out for a slash, which was stupid because there's like three minutes left. Um, but players like that complain a lot don't get like Zegers doesn't get any leniency with refs anymore. Yeah, he's got like two or three uh, minors for talking to the ref like then like complaining and stuff. Yeah. So it, it, they they have like that system there with the NBA. So it's pretty much just if you're a really good player, you get a lot more leniency. And then if you so. compare like what we the two things we talked about being football playoffs, sucks. That's all <laughs> playoffs I and refing NHL. It's a lot more yeah. like just let it play. Carl, so you'll see people annoyed. boom, yeah. boom, cross yeah. checks, and it's like, all right, the third one maybe we'll call. Playoff <laughs> roughing is hilarious. Yeah, because no I feel like that's because. I heard the interview yeah. with Tim Peel, and he was saying, you know, you, you are picked. Like, not every ref refs in the playoffs. So you're picked to make playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then for the next round, they only pick certain people that they think called games fairly or, like, you can't just call them a bunch one game and then not another, and there's similar yeah. plays happening in each one. Like, consistent refs. And so, honestly, favorite, I think it's uh, a good one. My favorite play, uh, playoff penalty is puck over glass. Because it's, like, it's always with, like, two minutes left. And you can't deny that penalty. That's the worst one. It's the guys, and they just go. Ugh. They're just like no, because everyone's just like, uh, like we can't say anything. And then that's the one that they always score on too. The penalty that penalty should be taken out of the game. Bro, no, I love it. <laughs> I love it so because that's the only one you can call in playoffs without being like it becoming like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah people are just like, all right, I hope I don't, I don't hurt a fan. Yeah, and then you just waste time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. You have yeah. to. Otherwise, you got to put netting around the whole brink. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, players will be firing it all the time. All right, head to head. Yes. Welcome to the head-to-head -head segment. Doo -doo -doo. All right, so today's head-to-head -head, uh, is a little different. I picked two older players that I think still are effective NHLers. Uh, no. uh, so one has to do with my shirt. Belsky. No. It has to do exactly with my shirt. Say yeah. Yep, Seguin. And the other one has to do with someone I really like on a team I really like that Sufi doesn't like. Islanders? No. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Blake Wheeler. They both suck. They both no. suck. But I think they are both can still be effective players. I think uh, in playoff teams, I think they both bring something with like experience, still some depth scoring as well. Um, I think they both have different uh, aspects that are uh, effective in a game. Like I, uh, Wheeler's a bit bigger, better passer. Sagan's uh, been a better shooter over time. I know both of them have had – like Sagan's had some pretty big injuries. Um and then Wheeler's also had some uh, other things going on the past couple of years. Um, but, yeah, my question to you guys would be, out of those two guys, who would you want on your team? Right now? It's pretty easy right for now. me right now, to be honest. Oh. And I'm going Tyler Sega. Okay. Please explain. Um, I want to double-check a couple of things. But I think – so Tyler Sega is – Younger, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah, he's about four or five years younger, is he not? Five years younger, yeah. So he's like five years younger. Um, I think he's better offensively. I think Wheeler's fallen off a lot in the last two seasons. 
Um, yeah, I know. Like, I mean, this year, Sagan's not doing anything great. I know 42 points last year. Yeah, was he, he's points. also been injured for a little bit. But yeah, so um, Wheeler's been declining like a decent chunk. Wheeler's a <sighs> uh, product of his teammates right now. Yeah. I, I mean, if it, right now, I don't think Wheeler's had, has a foot in his game. I think I mean, it. Really? I think my problem is I don't think either is that good. But like the yeah. thing is, second on Dallas's second line is literally just playing with like, like Jamie Benn's been good, but I think he's not. He hasn't even played with him. Yeah, it's been more spread out. Um, where Wheeler has been playing in Winnipeg's top six on the power play with very good players, and it's like passing the puck and they'll score, um, which has been his recipe for a lot of his career. But it's been less of him creating this year, uh, and second has been streaky this year, but uh, he's looked a lot better than he did coming from surgery last year. And if I'm going into the playoffs, I'd probably go with him over Wheeler. Yeah, although, uh, actually, you know what? Wheeler's not having that, that bad of a season. It's 50 points. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The product of his teammates for me. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not anything else. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd go say, yeah. I think he's... Because second's also on the second power play. Yeah. So I is think... Drew. He's not in this conversation. He's, he's the best. Okay, I think I think Sega <laughs> is more effective offensively, uh, even though his points might not show right now. I think he's, he isn't getting the minutes for it. Yeah, like he's he's a better I would say he's a better skater. They both suck at skating. But he's a better skater. Sure. I mean yes, but <laughs> Wheeler <laughs> skates in cement. Yes. But and, uh, Wheeler and Line A are heading in the same direction. Uh, he has a better shot. I think he has some more skill um than Wheeler does. I, I know Wheeler is a good passer, so I'll give Wheeler the passing. Mm-hmm. And the vision and stuff like good. Uh, I just think skill wise, I think Sagan's uh, up there. And I, I, honestly, like the age difference is pretty big. Like it's like a four or five year difference. Like, what is this? I'm asking like, right now. Riley O'Reilly Krejci. That's what that's what I mean. Right now, it's like 31 compared to a 36 year old. I'm thinking Sagan. I'm thinking the five year younger player. For me, I don't care about that as much in yeah. terms of like if we're literally just talking right now. Like I yeah. chose Krejci last time, um, but I think that in the playoffs, Sagan is going to be more effective. Um, if Winnipeg even makes playoffs, actually, but uh, he's just a little more productive on his own, and he's shown that this year. Wheeler has been okay in the playoffs in the past, but Sagan has shown this um, year that he's more effective by himself than Wheeler. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's, that's pretty. Much I'm gonna that's... assume you're going Wheeler because you're a Winnipeg. I actually player. wholeheartedly go with Wheeler. I'm not even like joking. Okay. Like I think Wheeler, if I'm picking right now, size advantage. I know you were talking about declining, but speaking of declining, that's Tyler Sagan to a yeah, T. Like he's had yeah. a, having a better year this yeah. year than other years, but he's still not producing out the wazoo or anything. Yeah, but he's yeah. playing on the second line and on the second power play. Will be like playing on the first line, first power play with better players. <sighs> yes. I don't know. I don't know if Winnipeg has a first line. Like okay, those but lines he's still, he's still playing with better players than Sagan is. Sagan isn't playing with Robertson, Pavelski, Hints. Now he's not even playing with Ben. This is true, but. I still think forty-two like, points with those the, guys. The, is better the drop than off for a second, and as well, like yeah, I'm sure Wheeler's had some injuries too, but like second could be like gone, gone, like real quick. Like he's just had such big injuries. I think that like Wheeler is overall like a healthier body as well with the size advantage, and I think um, honestly, I, I understand like the like you saying like the offensive thing, but I really don't think that's true. Like he still is. A pretty effective offensive player and has been he's pretty good, much his entire career. He's just a good passer now, though. There's not really much else. Second's a good shooter and he creates plays. 
Okay, so Sagan has how many goals? Seven. 17. In less games. And Blake Wheeler has... Well, Sagan's 13, actually played uh, two 15. more games than Blake Wheeler. Yeah, so Blake Wheeler could have two goals too. tonight. I guess so. I'm not sure, uh, maybe. But well, uh, Wheeler has 63 he, games he, played, and Tyler Sagan has 65, and, and well, he has two less goals as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Wheeler has 15, and Sagan has 17. Now put... No, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid to your edge level. Oh, he thinks he's better than us, but he's not. He I wanted do. to give that example. He wanted but to give regardless, second on the current team that he is right now is more effective by himself than Wheeler with a ton of guys. So that's a ton of guys. They have the exact same amount of teammates, Sufi. Mm-hmm. If Wheeler was playing with Adam us. Lowry, I'd give him credit. Phil Kessel is better than Tyler Sagan. What? Currently? <laughs> Did you see Kessel's goal yesterday? No, I didn't. Bro, Anyways, inter- Wheeler he inter- wins. <laughs> he intercepted the puck. First off, that's wild. That's insane. And then he went on a breakaway. No way. And did like a backhand. And that was the second goal in two games. And a backhand? No, no, forehand. Come on. Phil Kessel has 13 goals this season. Wow. And way one, better. One year, one mil. Yeah. Only, 30 points. Only like yeah, 20-some less points than Wheeler. $1 million, bro. That's all he got. 1.5. Yeah. That's what got me in fantasy. I thought he was making one mil. Oh, damn. Interesting. Wait, you thought you went over because of him? Yeah. That's hilarious. I thought he was making one mil, and then people were oh, like, yeah. Evan's over. That's I was like, worth. By 300K. Yeah, yeah. It counts. Uh, regardless, I mean, they're kind of buried on their teams now anyway. <laughs> Barry? Tyson? Um, they're significant better players on their teams. So Disagree. Connor Shifley, Ehlers are better than Wheeler. Our time's running out. Even Josh Morrissey. If that's your argument... I could say the exact same thing. But that's what I'm Robertson, saying. Robertson, Hint, Pavelski. That's literally what I just said, though. Yeah. They're both buried on their teams. And I win. Yeah. <laughs> In this, you really don't because yeah. it's 2v1. Two yeah, rounds but, make four. But thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you watching us on any of the platforms, which are the following. Stitcher. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM. Um... Yeah, and YouTube, and I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Yeah, that's a, actually. But we a rec- are literally pretty much everywhere where there are podcasts. Yeah, that's a, actually a record recording of Omar. And we just click <laughs> play, and then he goes, "Did I forget anything?" Every single time. And well, thank uh, you for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. Subscribe to TikTok, us. TikTok. TikTok. Well. At the unfortunate diehards, and we have some great content there that you can go check out. And we'll be posting some more polls. Uh, and let us know if there's anything you want to talk about. Your favorite team, your favorite player. And we will get that on the podcast. Just like Jeff Skinner a couple of game, uh, episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Ah, the little elf. Yeah. So, Take care, guys. Thanks, guys.